This is the Better Pastor Podcast, where we focus on the skills you need to pastor better. Seminary didn't prepare us for everything, so let's keep learning and growing together. Today I'm joined by fellow Utah pastor Greg Baker. He has pastored Fellowship Bible Church in Eden, Utah since 2010, and today we explore the interesting topic of baptism interviews. All right, Greg, we are back to have a conversation among Baptists. I I guess this would apply to maybe Presbyterians and Anglicans too, but not as much as Baptists. Yes, Uh, probably not. Although I'm not a Baptist, I, I pastor a Bible church, as I think do you as well. You're a lowercase b Baptist like me. That, that's what I tell people. <laughs> I'm not going there. I, you know, I don't know who this, whose hands this podcast is going to fall into. So, um, I'm I I, I practice uh, believers baptism by immersion. So there you go. Please there send you your go. emails to Jeremy Howard. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, because we we both are credo Baptists, we we believe and teach credo baptism. The baptism interview is a part of our ministries. And so let's just start here. What is a baptism interview? I mean, that's a legitimate question oh, yeah. that probably a lot of people have. And and why is it important in ministries like ours? Well, I mean, obviously there's no, you know, there's no baptismal interviews in the New Testament, at least not to my knowledge. Um, so this is a, this is something we're doing to try to help us. Um identify candidates for baptism. Um, What I want to do is sit down with them and just make sure that they understand what baptism is, what it's supposed to picture, um, what salvation is. I want to make sure I'm baptizing not only a person who's, to the best of my ability to tell, born again, but a person who understands what the picture of baptism is supposed to do. What does scripture tell us about preparing for baptism? You, you just admitted with the rest of us that there is no baptism interview in scripture. So how how can we glean information from scripture about this process? Yeah, you know, there's, um, you know, Philip is talking to the Ethiopian eunuch. It's Philip, right? He's talking yeah. to, is it? Yeah. Yes. And, um, you know, they're talking about Isaiah 53 and and, you know, he says, what prevents me to be baptized? And, you know, he, Philip says nothing. There's water right there. Let's do it. Um, in Acts 2, these people got baptized almost immediately. Uh, the same when Paul would go places. People would make a profession of faith and they would get baptized. Um, you know, I so I try never to get into anybody's way who wants to be baptized. But at the same time... You know, we have to understand in the New Testament, those texts are getting compressed, right? Um, if Luke filled out every detail of how those conversations went, you know, the, the book of Acts would be unmanageably long. Um, and so clearly Paul or Philip or whoever else was baptizing Peter and, you know, Acts 2 and the apostles, they were they were somehow confirming that these people were indeed born again. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and that's that's the purpose of a baptismal interview. Um, I don't even know that I call it a baptismal interview with the people that I do it with. I just say, hey, let's get together and talk. Um, and just because I want to make sure, you know, confirm that you are in fact born again. If a person came to me and felt that they wanted to get baptized super urgently, and I was confident that they were born again, um, I would do what I could to make that happen. Um, in a sense to obey uh, the, in a sense to model, you know, the scriptural urgency. Um, but what I found is most people are more than happy with saying, oh, you know what, I want my friends and family to be there for this. A couple of weeks from now is plenty urgent enough. Mm -hmm. And so that that's the purpose of why I meet with people is just to make sure that 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 they're believing the right things about what we're about to do. Now, you just touched on one of the factors with baptism interviews, which is maybe someone wants to be baptized today you're, and you're hearing about it for the first time today. And that person says, let's fill up the, the trough or the pool or whatever, and let's make it happen today. But can you touch on some other factors just briefly that a pastor needs to consider when seeking to conduct an interview before agreeing to baptize someone? Yeah. A big part of that is the age of the person you're baptizing. Um, children in particular, you need to be careful with, um, I always talk to the parents ahead of time, and then I'll I'll talk to the child. Um, again, you know, Jesus puts us under pretty strict orders to let little children come to him. Mm. And so if a child, you know, wants to get baptized, and as best I can tell in their childlike way, they're they're born again. Um, I'm not gonna say, oh, you have to be a certain age or whatever, but I am particularly careful. Pardon me, I am particularly careful with children to make sure. I'm confident they know what they're they know what they're saying they know what they're wanting okay um for older people um their religious background is really important um so say for example like I've got some I've had several LDS folks formerly LDS folks that want to get baptized and to them that is a statement of religion it's uh in fact, it's required. They they believe some form of baptismal regeneration. Um, and, you know, in that case, I want to make sure they're properly understanding what baptism is. Most of the time for, for formerly LDS people, it actually goes the other way. Like they've seen baptism used improperly. And now they're like, well, my salvation is by faith. I shouldn't have to get baptized. And so conveying the importance of it while at the same time agreeing with them, no, this isn't absolutely requisite for your salvation, you know? Um, but this is, Jesus says, this is the the first thing you do. This is a, a sign to everybody that you're truly born again, um, that you're with me now. And, you know, convincing them of that, I found with former LDS folks is kind of a challenge. In other cases where people are from different faith backgrounds, I've had some people think baptism is just something special that they want to do. Uh, there's an event in their life they want to commemorate. Um, it, they want to get baptized in the same church that their grandpa got baptized in or their dad got baptized, you know, or on the date of their father's baptism. You know, I've had many different requests for that, but in the end, they wanted a ceremony not a symbol. 
And it's for those people I have to talk to very carefully. And I, in most of those cases, I end up turning them away. They can get kind of upset over that. But, you know, and I, I tell them, you know, I stand before the Lord and I'm going to answer to the Lord for how I, how I help you. And I, I don't think you're seeing it scripturally. And, and ultimately, I, I don't tell them this, but ultimately I don't answer to them. I answer to the Lord. And I want to make sure I'm baptizing believers. And before the Lord, that's what I want to do. On the kind of the flip side of that, do you sometimes feel the tension of, I'm about to, if I push too hard, I'm going to make this person question that he or she is even a Christian. <laughs> and and you don't want to do that, obviously, as a pastor for someone who is truly regenerate. Uh, how, how do you manage that tension? Oh, totally. A hundred percent. Especially with kids, you know, you're, you're like, okay, this is, this is really important. The most important thing is that when you, um, when you, uh, um, expressed faith and trust in the Lord, he saved you. You know what I mean? Like, like salvation is not something that you do, but something that is done to you. I've also found that explaining the picture of baptism is really important. And I give adults or children the same illustration, and it seems to help them. I say, I when I go to the interview, I take a picture of my wife, like a, a photo, and I, and I hold it and I say, who's this? And they say, it's your wife. And so I say, what, what would you think if I tore it up? And they say, well, that wouldn't be very nice. And I'm like, why? It's just paper. It's not really my wife. And they're like, yeah, but it's a picture of your wife, right? And I say, well, this is the same as true of baptism. Baptism is not salvation, but it's a picture of salvation and an important one at that. Um, we're symbolizing something. We're picturing something that Jesus cares very much about. And just like I wouldn't want you to tear up this photo or draw a mustache on my wife, so the Lord doesn't want you to ruin his picture. But at the same time, it is just a picture. And I find that that illustration tends to help them put it in the right perspective. And it helps them think of it as more important than to your point. I find it prevents them from doubting their salvation because they're, they're understanding what it actually is. Mm -hmm. Well, you just shared a little bit there, but what other interesting stories do you have in your experience with baptism interviews? Have Have you had any that have gone haywire? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few that have gone haywire. Um, a, a few that I won't mention just because they're real people and I would hate for them to, you know, think I was, you know, making fun of them or something. I, I, I One comes to mind, and it, it has a very happy ending. Um, uh Oh, I'll give two. There's, there, there's one. Um, uh, I, I went over. It was a child, and uh, the child was, I think, eight or nine. And um, uh, I, I asked the child why they wanted to be baptized, and the child gave this like theology book answer. You know, perfect answer. And the parents were sitting on the couch just beaming because I could tell they'd worked on this and the kid nailed it, you know, just to the letter. Um, perfect. And I thought, huh, okay. Um, so I, all I did was I said, well, let me ask you another question. And all I did was ask the same exact question with a few of the words 
either substituted for a synonym or switched around. You know what I mean? And when I asked that, the child just fell apart, couldn't, couldn't produce anything. Um, and it, it was very clear that it became clear as I talked further to the child and, and the parents kept wanting to jump in mm. and correct the child and supply for the child what the child should say. You know what I mean? Um, so eventually I had the child leave the room and the parents went, that didn't go well, did it? You know, mm. <laughs> I said, well, let's not call it good or bad. Um, I, I did not commit to baptizing the child, though I do think the child was probably born again at that point. Um, I came back a few months later and uh, and I coached the parents on how to disciple their child, you know, through through understanding. And when I came back, it was a much better overall understanding. We ended up baptizing the child. They're in our church doing great. Mm -hmm. and so uh, that that would have had a happy ending. But it was kind of funny. It was their firstborn, you know, and they just they wanted their kid to have this perfect answer. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, a second one, it was actually a baptism. Uh, the heating element on the baptistry went out. We fill our baptistry the night before, and we have a heater that cycles the water. And by the time you get in day of, it's, you know, it's um, it's bath water warm, you know. And there was a little girl there, and she had friends and family. Her grandparents had flown into town, and I'm like, oh, no. And the water is ice cold. And so um, I told the girl, I told the family, and that girl was such a trooper. She was probably 11 or 12. She's like, no, my grandparents are here to see it. She's like, just do it, Pastor Greg. I want, I want to be baptized today. And she was shivering, getting in the water. Like I was cold putting my hands in the water. And that that girl, man, she was a trooper. Uh, she came through and uh and did it even though uh her teeth were chattering afterward. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, we we love the good stories where it all works out. Oh yeah. I also had another guy who was a former bodybuilder and he liked to pull me underneath. He he almost pulled me to the bottom of the baptistry. I believe that. Yeah. Wow. You need, you need to get two guys on that, Greg. I should have, I should have, cause I'm not a big guy and he is. And that, that one, he, he sunk like a stone and almost pulled me in with him. So people will still laugh about that. They, they still laugh about that one to me. Uh, well, <laughs> well, for the pastor listening here, thinking about maybe an upcoming baptism interview that he's a little nervous about because it's an uncertain person. This is kind of the, the question that's been hovering over our conversation today. Will God discipline that pastor or judge that pastor more harshly for baptizing someone who turns out to be unregenerate? I mean, that, that not that like the looming issue when we think about these baptism interviews and the fact that we want to honor God in it and do it right? You know, I think, I think the answer is yes and no. If the pastor did a reasonable amount of investigation and was confident that this person was born again, turns out that they weren't, of course, God's not going to hold them accountable for that. They were clearly being lied to, you know, um, and they chose to let to to let love reign you know love believes all things hopes all things endures all things and he was trying to love this person he trusted that they were being honest if however and i think this is actually far more the case if however that pastor was baptizing somebody just to keep them happy and harbored suspicions in his heart 
or worries in his heart that they weren't truly born again, God will hold them accountable for that. And God's going to have something to say to them because that is detrimental to that person's soul. And when we enter the ministry, pardon me, Jeremy, I'm going to, I'm going to rant here for just one yeah, second. Go for it. When we enter the ministry, we are signing up for this. We are saying, I am going to speak for God. I'm going to speak the words of Christ. And if they put to death the preacher who healed all their diseases, what will he do to us who are sinners and don't have that power? You know, Jesus says, don't think the servant is greater than the master. We labor and work to please God, not man. And when you enter the ministry, you're signing up for that. So don't complain about it after the fact. And so you can do somebody great harm by baptizing them to make them feel good, to give them a, a ceremony or something like that. You know, be God's representative. That's what you're supposed to be. You're his ambassador. Ambassadors don't answer to their host nation. They answer to their sending nation. And we answer to God, not to man. And so if, if you're a pastor out there and you're thinking about, okay, I got this person, it's going to, you know, you know, it's going to displease them if I, if I tell them the truth. Well, you answer to God, not that person. You need to be gentle and patient and kind, love them. But at the same time, don't give in to that fear of man. Yeah, that's good. Um, so going Very into the rant, by the way, no, no. Hey, you're a preacher. Preach on. <laughs> So, so going into that interview then and looking to not overcomplicate the situation, but at the same time, standing for truth and holding the line on what's good and proper based on truth, what are the competencies? If you could just make a, the simple short checklist, what are the competencies that a pastor is looking for in a candidate for baptism to where he can feel good about it and, and the church can feel good about it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, what I want to know is that they they believe that Jesus uh, was perfect, uh, that he died for their sins, that he rose again, um, and that he's God. Um, now, I, I don't that that last point is a is a tough is a tough one for kids. Um, I don't make sure they've got their Christological viewpoint figured out exactly right. What I want to make sure, because the most common question I get, the most common answer I get from kids is, you know, why would you like to be baptized? Well, I want my sins washed away. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and and that's that's where we the brakes get kind of thrown on. You know what I mean? So getting back to your question more specifically, I want to know that they've professed faith in the Lord Jesus. I want to know that they understand that baptism is a picture of what has already happened, you know, um, and that the reason we're immersing them is it's a picture of being buried and raised with Christ. And if, and that they're following the Lord, the Lord wants them to do this and they're making a public statement of union with Christ. And if they can check all those boxes, I, I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose again. Um, I want to be identified with him. And he's asking me to do this, and I'm happy to. It can be as simple as that. If I hear that, I'm good. Um, so yeah, that that that's sort of the irreducible minimum for me. Well, any final 
habits that all pastors should have uh, final thoughts in your mind that habits that pastors should have when it comes to baptism interviews, preparing people for baptism, uh, things that have worked in your own ministry that you'd like to share. Oh yeah. When you go visit the person, they're going to be really nervous. Okay. So just smile a lot. Even if they get the answers wrong, let them know that they're not in trouble that your goal is to baptize them. Um, just under the <laughs> That's a very team. important reminder. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I smile a lot. I, I, I try to, I try to set them at ease. This isn't a theological exam. I, I just, I just want to make sure they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, I, I want to baptize them. Um, I just want to make sure they know that they're doing it. I just want to make sure it's been done the right way. Um, and, and they're still going to be nervous, but whatever you can do to sort of allay those fears will be really helpful. Good stuff. Thanks again for joining us here on the Better Pastor Podcast, Greg. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs>